Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. August is almost over, and that means the Kind of Funny Patreon Pledge Drive is about to wrap up. If you love what we do, please know we couldn't do it without your support on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, and it would mean the world to us if you tossed us a sub, even if it was just for a month. What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, August 25th, 2023. Of course, I am your host, Tim Geddes, and today I am joined by Blessing Adioye Jr. Happy Armored Core Day, Tim. Happy Armored Core Woo! Day to you. You reviewed it for us yeah. over on the Kind of Funny Games cast. People can watch that review right now. Yeah. Let me tell you, I woke up this morning excited for people to have the game because that means that the online multiplayer servers are going to be up and I could actually play with people that aren't Mitchell Saltzman. And I was very excited because I have I have not only like the end game weapons, I have new game plus weapons. Ooh. Like I've beaten the game twice, so I've in, I've unlocked so much shit to bring into online. So I was expecting to go in and just fuck, fucking start dominating cats. And I joined a room in the first match, absolutely dominated. Fuck and then yeah. the second match, somebody else joins. I start playing them. And tell me why this game came out this morning. This motherfucker already had end game weapons. Oh my god, it's a twenty hour video game. Oh my god, how the fuck do you already have end game weapons? Is that what your weekend's gonna look like? No, because I got a review I'm doing. I got a review, yeah. yeah, bless yeah. So I, might, I might dip in here. Bless, like, you're playing on PlayStation, right? Yeah, I'm playing on PlayStation. At one point, you and I, let's square up this weekend. Let's do it. We, you know what? We, what if we do like a 3v3? Me, you, Andy Cortez, take out the kids out there. Ooh, I love that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds I fun. Tear. That could be fun. Happy Armored Core Day, everybody. Enjoy yourselves out there. Be safe. Do you know what I see on my, on my TikTok timeline now? Yeah. I'll be sc scrolling through. Every now and then I'll see Andy play, Andy Cortez playing Armored Core 6 live on TikTok, which I didn't know was a, th a thing he did. Uh -huh. I saw it and I was like, oh, Andy. And I keep scrolling. I'll see like, you know, cosplay transition videos. Or of course. Of course. Oh, man. TikTok. What an adventure that is. Just like this show where we talk about video game news. Today's stories include Dragon Age Dreadwolf being internally delayed, rumors about God of War DLC, the snitch be snitching, and more uh, because this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday we come at you with all the video game news that you need to know. And we do it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games. If you can't watch live that's totally cool you can watch later on youtube or roosterteeth.com you can also listen by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we will be right there for you if you wanted to go above and beyond though <laughs> patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go just like our patreon producers jedi master deadpool delaney twining and logan delaney have all done we appreciate you all so very very much speaking of patreon we got a whole bunch of cool stuff going on over there shitlist episodes for days remember blanks mm -hmm. kind of feudies gregways it's a great place to be um we also have some really 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 fun stuff coming to patreon on monday 
Uh, but you'll oh. have to wait and see what that looks like. Oh. But trust me, it's going to be awesome, and you're going to want to be on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Um, some other stuff for you. If you don't have bucks to toss our way, that's totally cool. If you're out on the Epic Game Store, use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, and at no extra cost to you. It benefits us. It's fantastic. It's revolutionary. It's just simply the best. Uh, today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but I will tell you about that later. One little quick thing of housekeeping that I want to let you know. Normally, we do the the little uh, post shows after Games Daily. Uh, Twitch is doing a, a fun Twitch bounty thing for Marvel Snap. So they're like, oh, we're trying to promote Marvel Snap being out on Steam. So um, we were trying to get you all to play an hour of Marvel Snap on Twitch. And I was like, oh, sign me up. Oh. Uh, it's been a while. So, hey, don't expect anything great. Don't expect any expert gameplay at all. My little tagline is Tim Getty's absolute garbage. So set your expectations right. But after Games Daily, let's hang out and play some Snap, motherfuckers. Oh, Snap. It's gonna also, be, oh, Snap. Speaking of fun stuff, playing some Mar Marvel Snap, uh, fun stuff going up on Patreon on Monday. Something else fun dropped today over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Tim, tell us about it. Are you talking about Saw in review? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Thank you for the reminder there, Barrett. Um, oh God, it is absolutely terrifying. That is, of course, uh, Jigsaw mixed with Nick Scarpino because uh, Cameron Kennedy is a monster. Um, but yeah, Alfredo Diaz is joining me, Joey, and Andy Cortez and Nick uh, for Saw in review. Andy, convinced that Saw is not a horror franchise. Mm-hmm. I love him. What, is, what a silly, silly man he is. Uh, but Saw Episode 1 is out now. We're going to be doing all 10 of the Saw movies leading into Halloween. So get excited about that. Saw 1, what a movie. What a time capsule of 2004, bless. 2004? Yeah. Million dollar budget How's for that it, How movie. does it age? I mean, simultaneously incredibly well and horribly. Okay. But like, you okay. know, it's fucking, Saw's fucking awesome. Fuck, I, might, I might watch it along It's with you fucking guys. awesome. It's been a while since I watched it. Oh, they, it's a roller coaster of quality in terms of, of the course. franchise. But, but I never, Saw 1. I've never watched all the Saws. In fact, okay. I probably only watched a, a couple. And, like, I never watched them on purpose. Yeah. It was always on at somebody's house. And I'm just like, all right, I guess we're going to watch this fucked up shit. It's real <laughs> fucked up. It's real good, though. Um, but, yeah, you can watch along. Um, the, the majority of the movies are on Amazon Prime. So you guys can check them out and watch along uh, with us as, as we're doing it. But, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun so far. And uh, the interview episode is absolutely hilarious. Nick goes off the rails in a way only Nick Scarpino can. Can I tell you that every single time I look at the conference monitor, I see the both of us just wearing all black. All black. I keep getting reminded of, <laughs> like, I think it was the season five promotional image for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh -huh. where it was like, it was the season where everybody was emo and fucked up and like, this is what it looks like. <laughs> Damn, that is us right now. Yeah, that's us right now. I'm hot, man. I, I'm going to take it off. And You're, look, you I'll, are hot, Tim. I'll add some pink to the, the set. Oh, look at that. You know I mean? Look at that. Well, it's very white under there. A little pink over there. I didn't expect that much of a color difference. Yeah, no, I'm like, completely honest. <laughs> it doesn't look like that in real life. Oh, see, this, I assure you. Is, this, is it this one? It's not. It's not this mm. one. But this is probably a good reference. I'll keep looking. Of it. I'll keep looking. I can send it to you. <laughs> I looked up season five. That's what season five looks like. Mm. Maybe it's season six. It might be season four. Go. Oh, <laughs> there's a lot of seasons. Too many seasons. <laughs> most of them are pretty good. Uh, okay. No, yeah, most of them are. Pretty, listen, I'll stand by that. Most of the seasons, <laughs> they are. They aren't all good, but some of them really good. Most of them really good. Uh. Let's begin with what isn't forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories here. A biggest dozen. Story number one. Dragon Age Dreadwolf keeps getting delayed internally. This is a reporting, a claim 
a report claims. I don't know why I did it that way. Uh, this goes from Tom Ivan at BGC. Uh, Dragon Age Dreadwolf's release keeps getting pushed back internally at BioWare. That's according to Giant Bomb reporter Jeff Grubb, who said on Thursday that he discussed behind the scenes going ons at the EA studio with unnamed sources following the news that BioWare is making a new round of layoffs. Earlier this week, BioWare general manager Gary McKay said the company would be cutting approximately 50 roles as part of a shift towards becoming a more agile and focused studio. Grub sources claimed Dragon Age Dreadwolf was once being considered for release in September 2023, but that the game keeps getting delayed. The game's target release window was then moved to March 2024, a while ago, but it's currently planned to come out next summer at the earliest, mm. it's claimed. However, Grubb also said he thinks it's very likely that the game's release will get pushed back even further, probably to late next year, but possibly to early 2025. Uh, EA said in March that BioWare's Mass Effect team had been drafted in to assist with Dragon Age Dreadwolf development, while a small group led by Mike Gamble continued pre-production work on the next entry in the sci-fi series. According to Grubb, the latest layoffs at the studio, other job cuts were announced in June as part of Star Wars The Old Republic's transition to a new development studio, mean that more of Gamble's team will now be uh, reallocated to Dragon Age, resulting in a longer wait for the next Mass Effect. Bear, bring up that image again from Agents of Shield. Oh my God, Jeff Grubb, the ghost of Jeff Grubb. I feel like this is what Bioware must look like right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not going good over there. Oh yeah, it's not going. It's not going great. A lot of sad boys and girls there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. I think it's good that Dragon Age isn't coming out this year, right? It's a stacked year for RPGs. Absolutely. I think out of any year, especially as a fantasy RPG, like we talk about. Starfield coming out close to Baldur's Gate 3. I think something like Dragon Age even has more to lose from coming out the same year and having that direct comparison of, okay, two big Western slash C RPGs coming out that, you know, are tackling a lot of the same things. How do we compare and contrast? You know, 2024 or, yeah, 2024, 2025, right now, as of now, we don't have a big slate of RPGs, at least Western RPGs. That or just games, period. Or games, period, right? Like when I think of the games that, that I'm excited for in the next couple of years, a lot of them are JRPGs, right? A lot of them are things like, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Persona 3 Reloaded, uh, Metaphor Re-Fantasio, games like that. Whereas for the Dragon Age type game, there's not a lot of them coming out soon. Like even the next Witcher, I, I don't expect the next Witcher anytime soon. Even Witcher 1 Remake or whatever, I don't expect these games to come out anytime soon. So I think the 2024-2025 period for Dragon Age Dreadwolf, Dreadwolf is probably good. The main thing is... Hopefully it comes out and the game is good, right? Like this is again, once this is once again us talking about Bioware and Bioware coming off of Mass Effect Andromeda and coming off of Anthem as well. The last Dragon Age, people liked, right? Dragon Age Inquisition got Game of the Year at IGN and Game of the Year in other places Awards, as well. Right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Twenty fourteen? Yeah, twenty fourteen, yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's coming off of a previous entry that is good, right? And as long as you do that again, right? As long as you follow <laughs> follow that up and bring in the people, the bring in the things people like about Dragon Age, then you know this could be a slam dunk. But you get into the thing of video games have changed within the last ten years, right? Standards for RPGs have changed within the last ten years. You're coming off of two misses with Anthem and, and uh, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, is this the same Bioware that's going to be able to hit in that in that way? That's the thing that makes me nervous. You know, it's definitely not the same. And I think that uh, the, what they're talking about here about the refocusing the, the studio and all that is is evidence of that. And, you know, as we keep seeing these stories of layoffs over and over happening and then uh, people ballooning up way too big and then trying to like shed down and be like, all right, we got to fix this at, at its core of like, what is our studio? What are the games we're trying to make? I think it's important to note that being delayed internally 
does not mean delayed. Like, I'd imagine every game's delayed internally. Yeah. You know, or at least the majority of games are delayed internally. So, like, this is just leaked information out there uh, from, from our boy Grub. Uh, but they didn't put a date on this, right? Like, Dreadwolves never even had even, like, a... I don't think it's had a window. A year or anything. Yeah. So, uh, it's more just awareness, like we were talking about on yesterday's show, about how... how how early is too early to announce a game, right? And I feel like Dragon Age is an example to me of the type of game that you want people to know we're working on it, and it doesn't really matter how long it's being worked on because it's more about getting it right than it is about hitting any type of, like, release date quota or, yeah. or whatever it is. Like, especially with everything you said about where Bioware is as a company right now with their previous projects, like, this needs to be a major, major win. Mm -hmm. It is interesting that simultaneously they're also working on the next Mass Effect that also needs to be a yeah. major, major and win. The, and the <laughs> fact that, you know, the, the, so, uh, more of Gamble's team will now be reallocated to Dragon Age, resulting in a longer wait for Mass Effect. I think that's the part of the conversation that we had yesterday about, about how early is too early to announce a game that, you know, gets a bit foggy, right? Because I think in theory, so much of, hey, yeah, like, let us know you're working on Mass Effect. Let us know you're working on Dragon Age, right? Like, these are things that we can assume anyway because you're Bioware and these are your franchises. But I feel like so many times, pretty, I feel like every time we get a game of this size announced this early on, there becomes a news report that is talking about the internal struggle that they're having on developing the game, right? And if Mass Effect wasn't announced, I'm sure we'd still get this news either way, but now there's this level of, Oh man, okay, we're gonna have to wait even longer for Mass Effect, this game that you that you announced years and years ago. And because we have that visibility that it's happening, like that, that official visibility that is happening, that feels like more of a blow than it should be. I expect even for any like think of any big game right now that's coming out, right? I'm, I'll use the next Elder Scrolls as an example. I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple years we get an internal report about what that game is looking like internally. I mean, dude, information gets information, right? That's how yeah. this works. It's the moment somebody knows something, they know where to where to pull the strings. They know where to look behind the scenes to be able to, to find stories. So yeah, that is a side of games being announced early. I don't necessarily think it's good or bad overall. Um, I do think that it, you know, this is a negative headline, right? Yeah. Get, like this game keeps getting delayed internally is the headline. Like that doesn't sound great. But that's game development. That's how, how these things work. That's not even just game development. That's like project management, yeah. right? That's just how things go. Um, so we're kind of putting our lens of, an, of Bioware on this whole thing and the industry at large on this thing. Uh, and the points you bring up are, are very valid of Mass Effect and uh, Dragon Age's place in the gaming landscape when there are a lot of big, big, big RPGs out there more than ever that are nailing it and yeah. and and filling the the hole that Bioware left open a long time but ago. But even like right? a lot of them that aren't nailing it as well. I mean, exactly, right? Like, uh, but even ones that aren't nailing it that hopefully are going to nail it. Cyberpunk, yeah. the Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, right? And hey, we also don't know about Phantom Liberty. We're hold That's I mean, true. you did play it, but like, yeah. uh, or Andy, one of you? I did. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're, you're hopeful yeah i'm excited for it like i'm very every time i get reminded that phantom liberty is coming out this year and coming is coming out soon right uh, within the next month i get very excited and I, I think part of that just comes from the fact that phantom liberty one is coming with a bunch of um overhauls for systems in cyberpunk but then also with where cyberpunk is at right now actually let me rewind cyberpunk when it first came out i enjoyed a lot right like already i thought that game i thought that was a good game i thought that game was, was a fun game it just had a lot of bugs and things here and there that i thought could have been spruced up and better now that we're 
where we're at with cyberpunk now where already they fixed up a lot of those things and phantom liberty is coming with the promise of fixing up even more and overhauling even more now we're just talking about content and the content that i played at summer game fest i thought was good right like you know i didn't play enough to go oh man this is gonna blow my mind i, I didn't even get to the part of meeting <laughs> idris elba yet but you know i'm hopeful i'm 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 excited for it yeah and like i think that is becoming that is off of that you know the promise of hey we're fixing this we're making it better and we might have come out in a very rough state but you know now we've proven ourselves over the years yeah i mean it's it's interesting man like there's even looking at the this generation's life cycle of where xbox and playstation are the rise of pc gaming into being a a mainstream factor in the conversations that we have that i feel like was not the case even just a few years ago um i feel like the, there is a home for rpg games big rpg games on both console and pc and um we're seeing that go both ways um with um cd project red being very pc focused in its early days yeah. now kind of seeming balanced uh between um at least wanting to hit day and date on everything whether or not they run on a ps4 that's a completely different conversation yeah. right but um i feel like that also is pressures of the industry that we were talking about yesterday on the xbox series s side of things of parity across consoles and, and all of that um but yeah this this news in particular doesn't surprise me it doesn't even necessarily worry me the thing that sucks the most is the layoffs and like yeah i feel like again the information gets information thing this was only found out because jeff was digging after the uh the layoffs and like why did this happen how is this going on and then it's like all right cool let's get some info on where this game that is announced uh is is mm -hmm. at currently um can i can i ask you a fun question yes you can or maybe an unfun question uh -oh. which game do you think comes out first between the next mass effect and the next elder scrolls oh that's a really good question <laughs> And to add, uh, it's funny, the chat's been talking about this, too, uh, between yesterday and today. They're also including Persona 6 in that uh, conversation as well. That's a, that's a different beast. I was going to include Bioshock, but that, mm. I feel oh, like enough Bioshock's of these are different. Like, one, I feel yeah. like Mass Effect and Elder Scrolls are like the more comparative. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about all of them, all right? Sure. We, we, we got some time. Let's fucking do yeah. it. Let's start with Persona, just for the fun of it, okay. right? I think that we are closer to Persona 6 than one would assume. I don't know what that means. I think I would not be shocked if 2025 gets announced as the target for Persona 6. Will mm -hmm. it hit it? I'm not so sure, but I do think it'll be close. I think early 2026 is the latest that game will come out. I, I agree with 2026 being the earliest. I think 2026, 2027. Oh, I said latest. Oh, latest. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm earliest 2026. Yeah. I, those games take time to make and also they like to stretch out persona right persona 5 is still getting new games persona 5 what's what's the game called tactica, out there? tactica is coming there's out there's also x fucking which respect. is the fucking mobile yeah game. there's that other thing and then persona 3 reload is coming out and, next and year how much are they going to stretch that to yeah like the interesting thing too is persona 3 reload i think they're doing in a completely different engine than persona 5 uh, so it, they're probably, uh, maybe uh, I'm speculating here of using that to kind of like figure out, uh, how to play around with the, this newer engine for a future game, uh, and having reload kind of be the big first test in that. Mm -hmm. My guess would be 2026. It's the 30th anniversary for the franchise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Persona 5 came out, uh, for the 20th anniversary. So I think that's probably where they're trying to hit right now is 2026 for that, like, 30th anniversary and doing okay. all that. That's a good call. 
Because, uh, yeah, the, they, they like to celebrate their anniversaries and in very weird ways, but when they're ready, they like to have the big things for the big temple ones. So. Now, question on that, though. Persona 5, was it announced for the anniversary? No, I don't believe so. It, was, it, I remember, remember the, the like original announcement for Persona 5? Yeah, it was just where a bunch of chairs in the it color was just chairs. It, it definitely wasn't announced for that year because it definitely got delayed yeah it, it was got like announced and then times. i think it was announced for the year after that i think it was like 2015 i'm standing well, with see, it see uh, I 2025 think it was, but it comes out in 2026 which is the anniversary was announced 2013 and was slated for 2014 and then yeah kept yeah. getting delayed so much so to the point like that was originally only supposed to be a three a ps3 game and then launched in uh, 2017 in the 2016 US. 2017 in the u.s uh as and a came PS4 out game. on ps3 still but it still came out on which PS3, is wild which to think I about respect <laughs> that's really wild to think about persona 5 persona yeah. 5 yeah it came out on ps3 the base persona 5 game you can play on a ps3 i that totally yeah. blanks my mind wow good <laughs> that's for how them. far that game got delayed out good for them good for them uh moving on to do we think mass effect the next mass effect or elder, elder scroll 6 comes out first <sighs> it's, it's I, I i think the tough thing here or the context to bring in would be the fact that Starfield and Elder Scrolls are the same team, right? Like both of those, I mean, obviously they're both Bethesda game studios, but I believe that's the same like entire crew. I think that's an all hands on deck situation for both of those games. Whereas Mass Effect and Dragon Age are different teams within Bioware. And so, but like a lot of that team uh, is getting pulled on to yeah. Dragon Age. <laughs> but theoretically, like Mass Effect is already in some form of development, whereas Elder Scrolls is probably in the earliest, earliest, earliest forms. Both yeah. games early development, right? I, I think we we see Mass Effect next, or Mass Effect first before before Elder, Elder Scrolls. Scrolls, and then I agree with that. What was the other game that we were talking about? Uh, I brought up Bio or um, Bioshock. Yeah, Bi Bioshock to me is such a nebulous <laughs> a factor mark. where it's like it could come out next March. Yeah, <laughs> surprise, motherfuckers, or it could come out five years from now, or it could never come out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised for, for any of those. The two things that I think mm -hmm. that people will just be like, Tim, you're a fucking moron for saying this, but I stand by it. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I think, is, is going to hit early next year. Yep. Like, I think it's not going to get delayed. And more than that, I think Kingdom Hearts 4 is coming way sooner than people Oh, that's a good one to bring in. Yeah. Way Kingdom sooner, baby. Oh. I think next well, year is is very 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 unlikely. Yeah. But I wait. Would. You think you think next year is a possibility? I do. You're an I do in, insane. Person. I fucking do, man. Scrolls You're a mad these man. Things out, man. They're pumping these things out. They're not Kingdom the square they used to be. Kingdom Hearts Four coming out the same year as Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Mm hmm I wouldn't. I. How, I what, is there anything beyond a pizza bet that we can do? Look, I'm not betting on Like, what's bigger than a pizza chat? <laughs> Two pizzas? What's, what's bigger than a pizza? <laughs> Three pizzas? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not saying it's it's going to come next year. I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. I do think that it's a possibility. Though. So you're, uh, that, but that sounds like you're thinking 2025. I am. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, they announced it, like, a while back now, mm -hmm. right? Was the beginning of last year, I want to say? Oh, yeah, it was a while ago. Fuck, that was a wild trailer, too. I forgot. It was, that. man. Yeah. It exists. Yeah. <laughs> It exists in somebody's mind for sure. I mean, there was there was gameplay in that trailer, you quote know? unquote gameplay. Yeah, but look, I'm I'm going back to Final Fantasy VII uh, remake, the first one when we we they first announced that game, and then like months later, there was like gameplay trailer at yeah. PSX, and it was like, what the fuck? And then they kind of went quiet for a long time, a lot of development issues, whatever, and then they came back, and the game actually came out. 
Kingdom Hearts 3 had a very similar thing of like being announced and then How long did it take really between announcement and release? Long ass time, man. It was uh Cuz it was what? 2014, 2015? I think it was 2013 that at E3. For Kingdom Hearts 4 or Kingdom Hearts 3? I think so. It was the same one that Final Fantasy 15 was officially announced as Final Fantasy 15 mm. uh when they killed versus 13. And then when did they when did that game come out? Kingdom Hearts 3? Like 20 Fuck man. I'm usually great with dates. Yeah, Kingdom me Hearts too. 3 is just a figment of my imagination. Kingdom I still don't believe that game came out. Kingdom Hearts 3 came out in 2019, January 2019. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I think Square's like tightening their shit up recently. Like looking at I am shocked that Final Fantasy 7 remake came out and was good. Yeah. And then they announced Rebirth as soon as they did. Mm. And that it seems to be on track to come out as soon as it seems to be. Yeah. I don't know, man. Kingdom Hearts 4. We'll see, man. Remember this, everybody. We'll see. I think we get a. I think we get another trailer for it. Mm -hmm. Debut it or not debut it, but give another trailer at D twenty three next year. Mm. Let me host, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then have the game come out twenty twenty six. That's my prediction. Yeah, that's the safest prediction. Yeah, you know, especially the part about me hosting. Let me host. I love that. Let bless host everybody. Host. I've been saying this since day one. Um, you know what else I've been saying since day one? What's you that? should go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. It's a great value for everybody. You don't get to see ads, but for everybody else, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and Love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kind of funny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind of funny betterhelp.com slash kind of funny this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate however it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the reese's because when you want something sweet you can't do better than reese's Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And we're back with story number two. Just story number two. 
We're having fun today. Having uh, God of War Ragnarok DLC is reportedly in the works. Uh, it's reported by Zarmina Khan at PlayStation Lifestyle. A new report claims that God of War Ragnarok is getting DLC or an expansion. This information comes from famous insider The Snitch and has taken many by surprise because San Sony Santa Monica Studio previously indicated that DLC is unlikely. According to The Snitch via Reset Era, the DLC is about 60% through development and isn't scheduled for release this year. Thank God. Uh, they don't know if it's a standalone expansion or not, but from the sound of things, it's a meaty piece of content. Interestingly, tier voice actor uh, Ben Prendergast said back in March that God of War Ragnarok isn't the last you've seen of Tier. While this led to speculations of Tier appearing in a new game, some were convinced Prendergast was referring to DLC of some sort. We previously shared the snitch leaks with a degree of confidence, but it's worth noting that the Twitter account in question has changed hands, and the current insider is not the same as the original snitch. The fuck? Who the fuck <laughs> Wait, has this what? insider for on There's the insider? There's snitch lore happening Who right snitches now. Snitches on the snitch. Dude, you uh, know what they say about snitches. That said, the new leaker. <laughs> I think the first one got stitches. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so they had to replace them. <laughs> that said, the new leaker still has a pretty decent track record, as they accurately leaked Rise of the Ronin details and were one of the first to report that Metal Gear Solid Master Collection's multi-plat, uh, amid speculation that it was exclusive to PS5. Make of this what you will. I'm not making anything of it. I don't know if I believe this. You know what? I want to make something of it. Yeah. I, just because I want this. I yeah. don't think it's DLC. And I, I don't think it's DLC because you look at Spider-Man and Insomniac and their DLC. And we talk about this a lot mm -hmm. recently of like the DLC didn't set the world on fire. Nobody ever talks about it. And if they do, it's negative. Mm. Even though it wasn't that bad. It just wasn't that great. Yeah. You know, I had fun playing more Spider-Man, but I feel like that's all that it gave me. And I feel like I, I enjoyed some of the, the black cat story elements and the miles elements that they had in there. And that was cool. But I feel like when the general gaming populace is talking about the Spider-Man DLC, they're talking about the memes. They're talking mm -hmm. about the, the hammerhead looking goofy and all that stuff. I feel like in comparison, you look at miles Morales and that was a win. You look at uh, uncharted lost legacy. That was a win. I feel like Sony Santa Monica has the skills and talent to do something like that. If they're saying it's 60% complete here, they want to put something out that's going to get reviewed by GameSpot and IGN that they can put awards on and all that stuff, mm -hmm. right? Not like, and DLC doesn't get the same treatment for whatever reason. That's just how it goes. Yeah. But a standalone game that they could sell, there's excitement there. There's the property of God of War that everybody fucking loves. Mm -hmm. And there's the team to back it up. And more than that, yeah. there's countless things that I would want to play more of in that universe that don't need a full game to do. But I also think it, it comes with a, a lot more work is the thing, right? Because, like, the other example I'll bring in is Horizon Forbidden West and that DLC, which I've already forgotten what that DLC is called. So let me know. Burning Shores. That. Burning Shores. Thank you. Um, I had such a good time in that DLC. But that DLC was short enough and concise enough to where you wouldn't warrant a full game, even a $40 game. Like, no, that wouldn't be big enough to, for that. And with a God of War Ragnarok DLC, what is the expectation slash what do they have the bandwidth to make and do because god of war that's a lot of work to make one of those right that's a lot if you're creating new environments if you're creating a cast of new characters if you're doing the things that a standalone even a 40 dollars standalone god of war game demands that's a lot of work whereas if you are just making more content to put in a game that is already out right and say you are centering it and this is me trying to speak this into existence because like i want this right if you center it around let's say a different character like Thrude. Thor's daughter. Spoilers. Uh, if you do that and like really push that as a thing and give her give her Mjolnir and you know find gameplay there that isn't necessarily too much of a departure from core God of War Ragnarok, but is enough to like get people in for an additional let's say eight hours, ten hours. 
then I think you have something there that people get excited about. They come in, they come out, give you their money, and it might not win the end of year awards, but you know, like you put out more content that make people um, fall in love with this franchise more. And it's it's that it's that weird balance. It's that weird balance to it. You know, you bringing up Burning Shores does kind of change my thought process a little bit. I, I did forget mm -hmm. about that one. Uh, and then there's Ghost Legends, right? That was a, a yeah. how how would that you define that? In in the I wouldn't call it the well, let's, like, let's bucket these. All right. Okay. The Miles Morales Lost Legacy, the Spider Man um, three part DLC. DLC yeah. um, Ghost Legends and uh, Burning Shores. Okay. How many buckets are there and where do they go? See, Ghost Shima Legends, I think, is not even in a bucket. I think that is just its own unique. We added in an entire new mode to this thing that is different from the core gameplay. Like, I think technically you would call that DLC, but I think it's even more than that in a way that you would just call that a unicorn situation. Okay, cool. So, bucket one. Yeah, I think that's bucket one is those unicorns. I think bucket two is DLC, right? Spider-Man, uh, City That Never Sleeps. Horizon, Burning Shores. So you would put Burning Shores in that same category. Yes, 1,000%, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then the other bucket is... Miles Morales and Lost Legacy. Yeah, like standalone game that like... I, I feel like we used to call that like a standalone expansion, but that doesn't even feel right to, to call a Miles Morales um, because like that is a game, right? It just costs less and is smaller scoped. Um, so I don't know the right name for that, but yeah, Miles. I would even put maybe even Infamous First Light in there too. Mm. I think that's maybe the first instance of playstation doing that in the ps4 era i love it man yeah i want and that. i like those that's what i want from god of war and i think that they could do it and mm. you're making a lot of solid points about how much work it takes and all it's this, a lot of it's work god of war man like uncharted lost legacy is a lot of work too but they did it that was naughty dog yeah you know what i'm saying but like that i mean yeah but that was how long was uncharted lost legacy like that was a that was a full game that is one of my favorite uncharted games if not maybe my favorite uncharted game like and it was like eight hours oh, it had to be more than eight hours right uh, let me look it up. I, I remember guess, it like, being similar in length to the first Uncharted. Okay. I mean, Rayman in chat also says uh, eight hours. It felt and like Rayman never hours. lies. But um, I, I would love that from God of War. And I feel like I feel like they could do it. I feel like they could pull it off. But I hope uh, so. Because I would love that too. Yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments below if you would like that, everyone. Story number three, Last of Us TV series co-creator has no issue with spinoffs. Uh, how long to beat.com has oh, it at seven, seven hours? hours? Um, Fuck, I might replay that. <laughs> just, just for fun, that's an dude. afternoon, dude. Yeah, is it? That's part... literally longer than an afternoon. <laughs> that's an afternoon, that's dude. A dope little afternoon. That's a, that's a stream and a half. That's a stream and a half. <laughs> what's, what's the? Um, is there a PS5 version of it? Of Lost Legacy, uh, I believe. Yeah, Uncharted Thieves Collection. Mm, yes. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that had four and Lost Legacy in it. Uncharted um, Lost Legacy. That's what it is, right? Yeah, Lost yep. Legacy was the first game that Gia ever walked in and saw me playing and like audibly gasped mm -hmm. where she was like i didn't understand video games were this and yeah like, ah, that's pretty fucking God, cool. they're that's so really good cool. looking like those uh, four in lost legacy man beautiful yep. games um i can see thieves is what the collection is yes 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 um so yeah story number three last of us tv series co-creator has no issue with spinoffs in principle this comes from victoria kennedy at Eurogamer. uh craig mazin showrunner and co-creator of hbo's the last of us is open to series spinoffs in principle speaking to the rap mazin said stated that the team hadn't spoken about spinoffs themselves as everyone keeps their focus on the game's main narratives of joel and ellie however while the showrunner may not be dipping his toe into the spinoff waters anytime soon he's not against the idea of other shows that may draw from these characters or that world 
I don't know how much more The Last of Us I personally would be able to do. I mean, these shows are so big. I'm sort of burning one of the precious few remaining decades I have on telling this story. Damn, that's Damn. That is <laughs> that's really dark. that is a freaking Bur- line. Listen, everybody. I'm Hold. burning one of the few decades I have left. That kind of funny. Yeah, you, know? you really are, dude. We're here. <laughs> I gotta go do it together, baby. Let's take back the the night. <laughs> but in principle, I have no issue with it whatsoever, and I'm sure Neil would be interested as well. Continuing continuing with this train of thought, Mason said if there was a story to tell in this world and it made sense to tell it, then he didn't see why not. However, he said that if a spinoff does eventually manifest, he'd want to be approached with the same care and respect and love as the HBO team has shown to its own series. Fear the last of us. Fear the last of us. And look here. We've talked about this. We have. A lot. And and I think that it's extremely different than that. I feel like we're... I can't believe I'm saying this in the state of where we're at right now, where entertainment is with the strikes and everything. But I do feel like we are in an era that is post mistakes when it comes to the initial jump into the streaming franchisation franchising of uh-huh. every single thing and like overdoing it all and walking dead going from the biggest thing in the world mm-hmm. to just the most thing in the world yeah. where it's just like constantly there and still is by the way daryl dixon's in paris i know but, I keep, they're putting out a video game <laughs> yeah. the first four seasons of the, the negan, TV show. negan and um uh what's your name i have no idea what this martha is. No, oh fuck! It's it starts the name. I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Anyway, Carol? that show's already out. Um, Wait, Negan, Negan has a show? Yeah, What's City it of the Walking Dead. Maggie, Maggie, thank you. No I way! I wasn't too Wait, far Negan off. Negan and Maggie have a show? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> uh, oh, she was Martha. She was Martha in the movie. In Batman v Superman. Uh, see, I said Martha because I knew he played the dad. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on, am I am I wrong? I'm look, hey. The actor else, the actor who plays Negan, I'm pretty sure is the one who plays yes. uh and she was Martha, yeah. Oh shit. Well, what's the relationship in the in the Negan Maggie show? They they're, better be they're, enemies. They're just trying to get along. I'm not getting along Yo, with there's you. A lot, you killed fucking Glenn in front of me. I know. His eyeballs popped out, bro. That was like seven seasons ago. No, no, we don't get over that. Ago. We don't get over that. I don't care right. how many seasons it's been. We're throwing hands. There was an alpha. Sight. There was whispers. Why is Negan still alive? Dude, it's a whole thing, Why didn't man. they kill him? They killed Lucille. The no, that's a bat. <laughs> you can't it. kill Lucille. It was very violent. Lucille's in... Um, Who, did they, who's in the helicopter, by the way? Did we ever figure that? <laughs> They're still working on that. No They're still way. Still working on that. Yeah, there's going to be a, a Rick and Michonne show. Bless. Okay, well that I knew. Yeah, yeah that's been in the works for. That, that'll address the, the helicopter. Rick also died, but didn't die. Right? He didn't die. He's in the helicopter. Anyways, um, Walking Dead <laughs> has had some highs, had some lows, and like all jokes aside, I know a lot of people that I know a couple people that are still watching every single thing Walking Dead puts out, and like. There's some like points of like, oh, this is actually this season was really good, and then mm-hmm. it'll be followed up with trash. But then it's like, yeah, but like that was me in with Arrow on like season five. Yeah, where it's 100%. like this is this is done. Yes, yes. But I feel like <laughs> Last of Us and HBO have learned a lesson from that, and um, they're not going to just make spinoffs and shows and shows and shows and shows of every single thing that's successful without trying to at least make sure that they're they're taking the right steps with it. And I think House of the Dragon from Game of Thrones is a great example of that. Uh, Game of Thrones being a show that, I mean, there are very few things, period, that were bigger than Game of Thrones. And the public 
understanding is that the last season at very least of that show was not good yeah but then house of dragon came out and fucking kicked ass right and won a bunch of awards and people loved it it's because there was a story to tell there and people actually cared and the love and respect was put towards making it not just to make money but to make something great and i feel like they know that they have something special with last of us and i don't see them running it into the ground in a in a bad way i see them running into the ground in a smart strategic way because of how many mistakes disney plus and all the other streaming platforms have made in the last couple of years um i also don't think that this is going to happen anytime soon given the strikes and given where everything is at yeah and the focus on last of us season two being obviously the big ticket item that yeah. is going to be incredible and that's not even going to be one season it's going to be multiple seasons so and it sounds like i mean craig wants to be involved in that and so if craig is doing doing it i don't think he'd want to split his efforts between last was proper and then a last was spinoff thing like i would think that you would do one at a time maybe yeah. like catch up to to the game finally whether that's three seasons or, or four seasons or whatever and then start to figure out all right cool and like now that we've done this story what are the other stories you can tell in uh, in this world and i think people would be interested in that like for me i would be interested in that and somebody who really likes the last of us and somebody who <clears throat> usually for a walking dead spinoff type thing immediately once they announced for the walking dead i didn't want to hear anything about it like i didn't want to know anything i just wanted to pretend that it didn't exist because i do not have the bandwidth to focus on all these things at once um yeah, like a Last of Us spinoff show, I really like that world. I think there's so much you can do with, with um, the way in which The Last of Us presents its stories and the way, like, the types of stories that The Last of Us chooses, chooses to tell. You know, I think this IP does such worthwhile stuff with post-apocalyptic slash zombies, even though I know they're not zombies, but zombie fiction, that I don't think I would get tired of it if they did a, a spinoff, if they did two spinoffs and three spinoffs, then we're talking about like, okay, this is getting oversaturated. And like you said with HBO, I don't think that would get there. I wouldn't count it out because like, you know, these companies change as things go, right? So if like an HBO right now is doing it right, that doesn't mean an HBO four years from now is doing it right as Just well. Just like that. But hey, like for what Craig Mason is talking about, I'm down. Like, I think that sounds cool. Yeah, that was a Sex in the City joke for y'all. Um, story number four, Baldur's Gate 3's first major patch is out now, and its second one is coming soon. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Larian Studios has released the first major update for Baldur's Gate 3. A according to the studio, patch one addresses over a thousand bugs, balancing flow issues, and much, much more. So what can you expect from this update? Well, we've eliminated issues like NPCs who sometimes spot you when they really shouldn't be able to, floating items like mugs and newspapers that should abide the laws of gravity, and the conclusion to Shadowheart's romance scene not triggering for some players, among others. Patch 1 also tackles a few visual bugs, <laughs> visual bugs, <laughs> and sprinkles on more post-launch polish. Uh, we're bringing back Short King Summer with better kissing contact for short races. Don't just keep keep reading, keep reading. But also, really quick, I, I feel like maybe the shadow heart thing not triggering was you know like the game trying to tell people like don't just don't. Yeah, maybe she's not interested in you. Maybe she's not. Maybe interested she's in you. just like eh, maybe you're not my she's type. a little but bit also, too racist. Here's the thing: knowing shadow heart, like shadow heart will get down with anybody. <laughs> like let's be real about shadow heart. Carlac has a bit more like you know she's a bit more reserved. Carlac is a bit more picky choosy. The first time shadow heart had a chance to jump at me, she did. Right. If you're if if Shadow, uh, listen, I, I I get where this is coming from. I get it. You know what I mean? Dude, We're bringing back Andy Short knows. King Summer with God. better kissing contact for short races. Uh, players won't have to wait long for patch two, which is right around the corner and will feature significant performance improvements due to be detailed at a later date. Larian has also said it's planning to introduce the ability for players to change the way that their character looks mid game. Cool. This is awesome. Yeah. 
I love that Baldur's Gate 3, it launched in such a good place that they can joke about some of the bugs. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, some of these things are floating around. And, like, you know, our short kings, kings can't kiss the tall queens. Like, let's figure this shit out, right? Like, they can joke about it. This is the their, important <laughs> things. They can joke about it in their patch notes in a way that, like, if this is Fallout 76, or if this was Anthem, or if this was Cyberpunk in uh, the first months of launch, right? Like, you could not joke about that shit, right? The patch notes were most more so, hey, we're doing our best. Like, we're working on this shit. We're, we're working over overtime. Like, we're trying to figure all this stuff out. Like, there's a very different tone from those kind of patch notes from these patch notes where it's like, yeah, you know, there's some, some things float around sometimes. We're figuring it out. We're fixing it. We got you guys. You'll be able to kiss your tall queens. Yeah. Good for you. You excited <laughs> about that, Bless? Uh, I mean, I didn't have that bug because my my uh, <laughs> my king is an average guy above average height. You know? uh -huh. Yeah. Average height above average guy. <laughs> That's what it was. My character, I'm just an average guy. My character is a tall five eight, and so yeah. he he doesn't have these issues. Yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. more so thinking about like the dwarves and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. my well. my king. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his neck is his, his neck only needs to tilt like a little bit upwards. Just a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah just, he's not on it. He's not. He's on, not on his tippy. He's toes. not on his tippy toes. It's just or like a little boost. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little, a little like it's a, it's a, <laughs> it just like, gets picked up every once. It's like a giraffe eating an apple from a tree. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's a little stretch. Story number five, and this one is 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 hilarious to me, Barrett. If you could please show the the teaser here, Project Mugen Gamescom reveal is Cyberpunk meets Genshin Impact. Have you seen this trailer? I have. Okay, cool. This comes from Taylor Lyles at IGN. After teasing the game a few days prior, NetEase Games and Naked Rain have Naked Rain's cool. Naked Rain's I've announced Project Mugen. A am I saying that right? A free-to-play urban open-world RPG that looks like a fusion of Cyberpunk and Genshin Impact. An announcement trailer showed an anime-inspired art style and several playable characters traversing the in-game world with movements and exploration bearing resemblance to no game we have ever seen before. Wait, 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 pause what? there. I'm sorry, pause what? there. <laughs> Rewind. That's not what I said. I added that. It actually oh, says, okay. sorry, I read it wrong. Bearing resemblance to the Insomniac developed Spider-Man games. <laughs> I don't know if that's bearing resemblance other than just straight up fucking stealing <laughs> this plagiarism. Stealing animations. Look at this. First of all, this game looks cool. Second of all, wow, there's a lawsuit. Like, again, go back to the swinging animation. You can't tell me that this isn't Miles Morales. Like the jump, like the, the points, even like it's all it's one. Yeah, for the one jumping off to get more momentum, the running on the, the wall, wall, running the jumping off the wall, the same kind of twists and turns. Dude, that's insane. Project Mugen does not have a release date, but NetEase and Naked Rain did announce it as open pre-registration for those interested in playing and that it's coming to PlayStation, PC, and mobile devices. I love that when I said it has no resolution, you guys got so upset. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was really about I, to I fight the you. integrity of whoever wrote that. You that really got me, bad. Tim. That was my bad. That was totally just me. That's so fucking funny. I mean, yeah. Well, couple things. This looks fucking awesome. It looks incredible. But it also just looks like a rip off to a degree that like I am shocked they were comfortable sh showing this. I'm shocked that they did it because everything else in the trailer looks pretty original and looks really cool. Like they then I mean this strikes me as a like you I I I I played a lot of Genshin Impact, right? And Genshin Impact a lot of it felt very much oh we're going for Breath of the Wild, right? But we're also doing it in a way that um puts this in more of like a mobile space slash gotcha space slash we are going for that mass market appeal. We're going to get anybody in here as possible. And so like 
We're going to add in all of the different mechanics that you like and all the different systems that you like out of your favorite games. We're going to add in systems where you can go out and have like tea dates with characters. We're going to add in like, again, like the Breath of Wild. So we're going to add in an anime art style. We're ticking down the list of things that we know people love and are going to sell video games. And guess what? Genshin Impact is one of the most popular games on the planet. This, oh my God, they're shooting in this game. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I missed that part of the trailer. This, I think, is doing the same thing to a different extent where... Yeah, Spider-Man is one of the most popular single-player action games, right? At least for PlayStation. Um, everybody loves the swinging in Spider-Man. And you look at the other things going on in this game, and it's like, yeah, the action combat looks fun, right? Like, the art style, again, is going for that similar thing as uh, Genshin, even though it, it, it leans more toward, like, the Zenless Zen Zero side of things. Uh, Zenless Zone Zero side of things. The Spider-Man thing, I think, is very much them going... This is gonna sell copies, so we should let people know. Like, we should show people the fact we that if you <laughs> if you like Spider Man, guess what? You're gonna get to play Spider Man in this game, where you can get to do a million other things too, as well. Abe Froman in the the chat said, um, "God damn, uh, Xbox can't even get the Spider Man ripoff game." <laughs> damn. God damn. Damn. But uh, I mean, there's a lot going on here that looks cool as hell. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. I'm, really I'm a little surprised, like, because I, I know we can look at games and be like, oh, it looks like Breath of the Wild. This is like, that's straight up Spider-Man. Like, oh, yeah. In a... Almost illegal sense. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it looks more like a mod of Spider-Man than it looks like an original game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, interesting. You excited um, What's up? You excited to play it? I, I'm very excited to play it. I love the gameplay of Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very interested on if they're going to be sued. But finding that out, Bless, yeah. seems so far away. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop shops today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. do 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 Yeah. Out today. Armored Core 6. Fires of Rubicon, Woo! the best name for a video game of all time, uh, coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, S, and Play PlayStation 4, Xbox One, it's and PC. Like every I didn't realize it was on PS4. That's crazy. Every yeah, which is wild. Every word in that title is cool. Mm -hmm. Armored, core, fires, a Roman numeral, Rubicon, a Roman numeral Real six. Talk. Roman numeral six, one of the coolest Roman numerals. Do you like it more than the four? I do. Really? You like the the I after the V, then before it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm more of a seven guy myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like 11. See, I'm not a fan X of eight. I. Too many eyes. Once we get too many eyes, then it's like, okay, we're doing a lot. But like, once you get into the X numbers, 16. Woo. XBI, oh, you XBI? kidding me? Yeah. Or even like 14 XIV. I mean, dude, my first Final Fantasy was 10. Just straight up Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy X. X. God damn, Come dude. Come the fuck on, That's man. ridiculous. Uh, new dates for you. Excite Bite 60. No, I didn't. There was other stuff coming out. Uh, Don <laughs> Dualities on PC. And there's something else coming out today, everyone. The Skull and Bones closed beta. Finally. What? Skull and Bones closed beta, everybody. The Ubisoft pirate ship game. Is that true? Is that true? It is true, yeah. From the 25th to the 28th of <laughs> August. How's, did we know this? Oh, Jesus says I'm in the beta. It's invitation only. The chat is blowing up saying what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a closed beta trailer like a week ago. If you're if you're playing the the open beta for Skull and Bones, I need you to write into KFGD with your thoughts. Kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Cause I want to know. We got Mike coming in right now. Are you are you playing Skull and Bones, Mike? He said he can't confirm. Wow. Oh. Wow, there's some shit we didn't know is going there a, on. Is there here. an embargo with the closed beta? <laughs> 
New days for you. Works. Uh, we have Excite Byte 64 coming to Nintendo Switch yeah, on online expansion pack members on August 30th. Uh, Wandering Sword launches September 15th on PC. Call of the Wild, The Angler, is coming to Xbox and PlayStation on August 30th. And then Headbangers launches on October 31st on Xbox Series, PS5, Switch, and PC. You're familiar with Headbangers, Is that right? the Rhythm Battle Royale? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks yeah. really cool. Are you not excited for Excite Byte 64? You know, I'm excited to play it for like... 20 minutes or so yeah i was never the biggest excite bike guy to begin with uh and excite by 64 i didn't like the more realistic look that they went for mm. um Bear, can you play this with sound because like i love that the nintendo uh twitter account tweeted this out because i legit thought this was the actual trailer from back in the day until i got to the end oh my god what the hell with your crew in local or online multiplayer Jumps. I didn't know Nintendo did this. They don't normally. <laughs> Honestly, good for them. Good for them having Like, fun. I legit was like, oh, they re-uploaded the trailer, and then they said online. I was like, I don't think they had online. <laughs> yeah, I'm, people liked this a lot. Uh, I It wasn't my favorite, though. I, just, I, I never owned it. I remember renting it a couple times, but... Um, mm. I'm excited to give it a shot now. Maybe maybe I'll learn what I was wrong about so many years ago. I had a, a neighbor. It wasn't Freddie. It wasn't Addison. Both of them were my neighbors. But they're, of course, yeah. You know, Addison was my next... Or no, sorry. Freddie was my next door neighbor mm -hmm. who I played like Star Wars Battlefront with. And he had an Xbox. So I also played like Blinks of Time Super with. Uh, and then Addison let me borrow, borrow all of his games. And he's responsible for my video game taste. He had an SNES and a PlayStation 2. I had another neighbor. neighbor I think his name was Chris or Cameron. It was a C. He had a C name. Mm um but he also had an n64 <laughs> and he had excite bike and i played it once in his place and i thought it was really cool uh this one time though mm -hmm. tell me about it <laughs> uh no this is chris mm. um or no cameron no cornelius definitely not cornelius well let's go with chris one time i brought over my controller to like so, so that we had multiple controllers right because i also had an n64 and we were playing multiplayer games and i went home and i realized i forgot my controller and i was like oh shoot i can't play games so I went, I went back, knocked on his door. They were home. Tim, you know what I did? <laughs> I opened the door to his house. <laughs> Apparently, they just didn't lock the door. So I was like, I'll just walk in and get my controller. I walked in, grabbed the controller, and then went home. And then like a week later, I went to hang out with him again. And his parents were like, hey, you can't just walk into our house. <laughs> we have cameras. <laughs> Don't just walk into our house. I was like eight years old, Tim. <laughs> just fucking broke into this house to get back my NC4 controller. The heist of a lifetime, everybody. <laughs> God, you're this is my best work. You're <laughs> your best work. My best heist. I was doing more uh, heist than iced tea. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, man. I freaking love it. Um, now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you can correct us when we get stuff wrong. But since it's me and bless, <laughs> tough luck, motherfuckers. Tough luck. Uh, Bandera Sen says... Uh, Ghost of Tsushima had an actual DLC expansion in the director's cut called Iki Island. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, and then, yeah, that was it. We nailed it. Really quick, Bless. Mm -hmm. With the, them getting down to Excite Bike, we got to be close to DK64. I, right? I, down to. Right? <laughs> we got to be close, man. I would think man. that DK64, I would think, is above, would be above the list. Before I'm, Excite Bike, so yeah. I don't think we're getting. I don't think we're getting DK64. Yo, how, how is DK64 not there yet? 
I don't know. I mean, and I, I know people are like, ah, oh, but it was made by Rare, so it's like complicated. No, that's not the case. Yeah. Because they easily put it up on their own on the Wii U. I had that game on the fucking Wii well, U. Played on the Wii and U. all the Donkey Kong Country games are, are there. Which, by the way... But also, it does have Jetpack in it. DK64 does have Jetpack, which is a Rare game. Yeah, okay. But, like, that's... still, they release it on the Wii U, though. And they released that on the Wii U when Rare was owned by Xbox. Has there been an expansion pass... Expansion pack. pack required N64 oh, I'm game. Positive. Yes. Oh, Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah, Majora's Mask. All right. Well, then, shit. Yeah, I don't fucking get it. Then it's really weird. Eight bit Louise. I'm somebody, banning you from the chat. Someone he... called me out. I think it was Cozy Bear. It was like, hey, how come Tim talks shit about Donkey Kong Country Three any chance he gets mm -hmm. when he loves the other games? And I really took that to heart. I saw I that and I was him. like, you know Why? what? I I need to go back and give that game a shot because like I really do not like that game. And I love the rest of the Donkey Kong Country. So I maybe not this weekend because there's a lot going on, mm -hmm. but I owe it to you, Cozy Bear. I, I'm going to give DKC3 another shot. Do, do DK64 while you're <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nintendo would give it to me. Also, really quick, when was the Jared Gary uh, episode? Was that Monday? Monday, yeah. Jesus. They were talking a like, lot of shit about the list. Yeah, they were talking a lot of shit about your guys' list of best platforms. About our list. Yes. Uh, Mostly, you know, I think, I mean, they didn't say my list particular, but I'm pretty sure it was my list. It was a lot of blessings every, list. Everybody kind of fucking sucked, blessings. Okay, because just also, by rules. Listen. Jared was like, you know what? No Donkey Kong Country game is good. They're I'll all like, mid. I would like to see Jared's list because Jared's gonna have like some fucked up like Atari twenty four hundred games on there. Oh, this <laughs> I love Joust. Much better than Donkey Kong sixty four or what DK Country or whatever the fuck. He's gonna have the nerdy ass platform. It was one of those that nobody I was played. so happy to see Jared that morning. It had been a while. I have not seen Jared in a long time. I was like really happy to just like see him and hang out with my buddy. And then, like, those words came out of his mouth, like, an hour and a half later. I was like, fuck, I forgot that somehow you have worse takes than me sometimes. And that was a lot. That was a lot emotionally that Monday morning. I bet he'd have, like, Blaster Master on there. He, he, Get his fuck list. Jared Petty. Jared, Jared Petty's damn. list would be fucking terrible. What I'll is your right list, now. Jared? Jared, Reveal drop the list. Drop the list. <laughs> And we let us judge it. We'll talk. We'll make a whole shit oh, list. We'll, we'll do a, whole we'll, we'll shit, do a list. shit list episode on your list, Jared, if you drop your top 10 platforms. Oh, I love that. That's a threat. Yeah. It's a promise. Let us know in the comments below how much you think Jared Petty's list is going to fucking suck ass. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I love you, Jared. Uh, next week's host, we got Greg and me on Monday. We got Greg and Bless on Tuesday. Bless and Greg on Wednesday. Bless. And Paris Lily Whoa. on Thursday. And me and Bless on Friday. Thursday, that's interesting. Super, super cool. Is that interesting? I mean, what, what's Paris doing here on Thursday, you know? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. We got Thursday, we have Friday. There's a lot of days next week, Bless. Yeah. Uh, and Paris will be here for some of them. I'm just saying, what's, line, what's lining up with that? Though? I don't know. Nobody can know. Nobody can know. Nobody can know. I can't know anything. I'm going to keep saying things because next week has a lot of days, everybody. And anything can happen at any moment. I love you all. Goodbye.